back to the after session. I'm Charity Bailey, host of Grow We Need to Talk. And joining me is licensed therapist Aurelia Anderson Thompson. Now, the after session is a space where we come to decompress and process the conversation in the episode prior. So in episode four, we met Danielle Lerner. She's a television news anchor, and we talked about postpartum depression. We got into it because she's Mm. very transparent about her experience, Aurelia. And so many women experience postpartum depression. She talked to us about the fact that her and her family have now put a support system and a plan in place for baby number three. How important Mm -hmm. is that? It's so very important. We love the babies. We are excited about them. But we also have to understand that women, even though the third trimester is over, there's what's something known as the fourth trimester. It is the three months following childbirth. Um, I, there's this book by Kimberly Ann Johnson. It's called The Fourth Trimester. I got it after, um, after Little Baby Girl. And it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. You, it has different parts. You can go to it when you're pregnant, when you just had baby afterwards. I mean, it really just helps you understand the importance of the care of the new mother after childbirth. Many countries that the, the woman who just gave birth does no work. Because they all rally and gather around her physically, emotionally, spiritually, all the things. And here we like six weeks and you can get on back to work and the kids got to get to the bus stop. And you're snatched. Wave your wand. What? Your body, your body just went through for some 40 weeks of adjusting literally every day almost. And I'm not an OBGYN. I am not an MD. I am a woman who has had children. And I also, I I read the pamphlets that they give us, right? Mm -hmm. Your body is going through changes every single day. So you think that after we spent 40 weeks that we're just, we're fine? No. Bravo to her. Bravo to her village for understanding what it really means to support a woman who has given birth. And it's not just for moms, because there are a lot of women who give birth and they don't have the baby afterwards. They give the baby up for adoption. They're surrogates. So many. So, you know, Um, the baby doesn't survive. I mean, so many different reasons, but guess what? They still have postpartum Yeah, and they just don't, they don't have the, the, the child to take care of and the, the spiritual support. So whatever faith background a person is, whatever spiritual, um, you know, ritual that a person does, that is very important at this time because it reconnects them to who they are internally and for some externally. Now, Danielle did mention that she just wrote it all off as new mom anxiety. Mm. She said it went untreated for two whole years. 
uh, until she realized what it was. So from your experiences, and again, this is not therapy, but you are a woman who has had children like you just referenced and you do, you know, have clients that you help, you know, process all of this. Yeah. What are the signs of postpartum depression or just regular depression, if you will? Like, how do you dictate the difference? How do you know? Well, so what's unique about postpartum depression is that it focuses a lot around what it means to be a mother. And so, so it has, it's very similar is depression is depression, right? It has like multiple different signs. So no one person's depression looks like another person's depression. All we can say in the DSM five is, oh, okay, a list of these 10 things. Do you have two of them? Do you have four of them? Right. Depression, depression, but postpartum is really attached to being a mother. It's very much so attached to childbirth. So you look for those signs. How are they thinking about the baby? How are they thinking about themselves in relation to the baby? How are they thinking about their new relationships now after giving childbirth? How are they experiencing what it means now to not have the baby inside of them? Everything is pretty much centered around that experience Mm -hmm. and that new role, even if it's baby number four. And so that's, that's what you're listening to. But I would, I would caution to say, just look for the signs of depression. Not so much postpartum. Well, and she did during our conversation, she did Mm -hmm. say that she knew something was wrong because things suddenly started to feel impossible. Right. So Mm. she said she thought, I mean, she thought her family was better off without her. You know, those, those types of thoughts started to creep into her head. So what do you say to those women who can relate to those feelings of hopelessness as they're battling postpartum depression? You know, that, that's a tough one. And, and I always say um, for family members, don't try, don't try this at home. Don't, don't try this on your own. If you, if you hear someone saying things like they'd be better off without me, there's no point in me being here, then you call 911, right? But what it if is, they don't express it and they just internalize it, you know? And so, and so for just someone themselves, if they're internalizing it, if you, if you out there are thinking everyone will be better off without me, what I would suggest to you is you yourself call the hospital and, you know, seek someone there to help you because while you may think, oh, it's no big deal. We want to make sure that it's no big deal. For women who may may not necessarily be to that level of hopelessness where they're they they feel like everyone would be better off without me but they just don't see that glimmer of hope i'm all about remembering a time remember a time when you were filled with hope what did that feel like what did it look like what did it smell like what did it sound like like literally we want their whole entire being all all the senses 
to be taken over with memories of hope because that is what is going to help jog their memory of, oh, yes, I have experienced hope before. So I am not hopeless. I'm just a little less filled with hope. Mm. But hope is not gone. It's there inside of me. And this is when we, um, this is when resilience kicks in. This is when we're wanting our resiliency to kick in. Um, It is in those times. One of my pastors used to say, Pastor McDaniel, my pastor in college in Long Beach, he used to say that your memory is one of your greatest weapons. Mm. And that's what dawned on me when you were saying that. So it is, it is. And depression. So the one thing about depression, and this is why I, you know, it may seem, it may sound like a cop out, but it really, it's a help. Our memory gets foggy during our bouts of depression. Okay. One, one sign is confusion, indecisiveness, especially for someone who's sharp. Like if, if you, if you're, if you're a sharp person and you know, you don't forget things, you are on it. If you start, if you're a little confused, you're a little foggy, that's one of the symptoms. And so our memory gets a little foggy. And so that's why I say, if you are really suffering, um, Please, please go get help because we need some. We need someone to help you jog your memory of times of hope. Yeah, and we're going to uh, put information here for folks to uh, find resources to go get help. Once again, girl, we need to talk. The web series is not therapy. Uh, yeah, the after session is not therapy, even though we are talking with a licensed therapist. But we will provide the resources, and yeah. we'll see you next episode. See you later. Thank you for listening to Girl We Need to Talk. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Want to watch the show? Be sure to subscribe to the Miss Charity Bailey YouTube channel and connect with me across all social media platforms at Miss Charity Bailey.